We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Trevor Lane here. You can follow me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA on the Twitter machine. We still haven't figured out what his burner Instagram account is. Maybe someday, <laughs> maybe someday we'll, we'll figure that one out. Nope. But we've got a lot of NBA basketball to talk about. Some pretty good games went on last night. We've got a lot of news and notes from around the NBA. But Keith, I guess I guess let's start things out with the, the hot topic on my mind anyway. We'll get into another game right after this. But uh, the Grizzlies and the Wolves played last night. <laughs> uh, yet another Again, to go good old JR, another slobber knocker. These two teams going right after each other. And the Wolves, is this a mental thing now where the Wolves seem to give away leads in the fourth quarter? Just, they, they tense up. Looks like they don't believe they can actually close the game out. I, I think we're seeing with the Wolves, this is that lack of big game experience coming into play. We, we said it before the playoffs at Memphis wouldn't mind Minnesota because it's one of the few teams with less playoff experience that they had of potential opponents. And they, yeah, they, they are, um, it's, it's struggle city for them late in these games. And it's weird too, because they've got guys that should be able to create mm -hmm. good looks. It's extreme. I, I put this on Twitter, but it's, it's extremely frustrating to watch Memphis is doing it to them to an extreme, but just switch a small on yeah. the towns and then just watch to the corner. Dylan well, Brooks. Yeah, you know, the action goes the other way. Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, mm -hmm. even John Morant on occasion. Like, get down inside. If for no other reason, at least you're down in there, like ready for a rebound or drop off yeah. pass or whatever. So, so that part's a little frustrating. But outside of that, I, I put it on radio today. I said, this is not necessarily the best basketball we're no. seeing played because there are times it is horrible basketball but this is the most fun and exciting first round series it's not even close and that's why why i said uh that last night after it ended i was like petition to make this a best of nine because yeah, right. <laughs> you know i think you know unless you're a grizzlies or wolves fan i think you'd probably pretty much enjoy that so yeah man it's been it's been a blast and and you're seeing the star players make those star plays, which is pretty cool, too. I mean, yeah, John Morant scoring at, at the death there. Uh, Anthony Edwards going for the steal. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. <laughs> Don't do that. But Yeah, you can't. If you're going to do that, you have to come up with that yep. steal. Otherwise, you want Ja shooting a jump shot. He's a much improved jump shooter, but you, you, you can't. You, you can't just give him the, the runway there to, you know, take off because he's going to finish it or get fouled or whatever. It's just not going to go well for you. No, yeah, it's definitely not. And that's what we saw. That's how it played out. John Morant winds up getting the bucket. And, and on the other end, we had seen good defense by Desmond Bain on D'Angelo Russell, who forced a, a bad miss. John Morant comes and scores on the other end and the Grizzlies take the win uh, despite being down. They were down pretty big. But at, at this point, the Grizzlies can't feel like they're out of any game. We've seen them come back against this Wolves yep. team in the fourth quarter pretty consistently. So even if even if the Wolves have, if it's a 15-point lead going into the fourth, I am not turning off that game because we know no. the Grizzlies, Grizzlies are going to yeah. make a run. What was it 24 or 26 or whatever yeah. they wiped out the, the other game? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, it, it's it's been one of those where 
if you can turn off the, which I know kind of gets hard for us sometimes because I think we, we've both progressed to the point where we've kind of sort of become basketball snobs <laughs> at times. If you can turn that part off and just enjoy it for what it is, which I, thankfully I am in general still able to do, mm-hmm. it is, uh, it, it's been so much fun. Yeah, with this, just to, to the back and forth, and in some of the, they quite frankly, stupidity adds to it too, right? Sure. Because it's like, oh, what crazy thing is going to happen today? Stop so, fouling you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that. Such a foul machine. It's 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 yeah. That's that's my worry. Past this round for them, I think the Grizzlies are going to get through this series, whether it's in six or it's in seven. I'm worried about them going up against. I think it'll probably be uh, Golden State. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's. It's. They're gonna go at him, and he's just gonna do dumb stuff that's gonna have him off the floor for large chunks of key minutes when you really need him. Because they have their best chance to match that Golden State small lineup is to go small themselves and put Jackson at the five and match, mm-hmm. you know, Draymond at the five. And I'm just, I'm worried about that being the way it comes together for them because of the foul trouble. Like, I think we're going to get a lot of Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, maybe even Kyle Anderson minutes at the five because, because they're, they, because he's going to be on the bench and in foul trouble. And yes, I did just throw dirt on the Denver Nuggets. Sorry, Nuggets fans. I think it's over tonight. Yeah. I don't think this one's going back to Denver and yeah, I think Memphis is going to be Minnesota, you know, to, despite the fact that I, you know, yeah, I'm hoping for seven. That That's what I'm hoping for now out of that one. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm same way. I'm hoping for game seven, but I, I have this kind of gut feeling that Memphis is going to win it in six here, but we'll see what happens. Um, we should mention, you said that the Denver Nuggets are probably going to be done tonight. I agree with that. The Atlanta Hawks were indeed done last night, falling to the Miami Heat. A Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry-less Miami Heat get the job done against the Hawks. Maybe no no surprise here in terms of the, the ultimate winner being the Heat, but are you surprised at all that the, that the Heat managed to pull it off despite missing two key guys like Lowry and Butler? Yeah, it was a little bit. I thought, yo, Atlanta was going to get there, and then Atlanta... There was a point where it looked like it was done and they weren't. And then they made a nice mm-hmm. little run to get back into it. And then that, they completely last watched play. the end oh game. My yeah, the last, yeah, that last whole, whole last couple of sequences for them. They, um, they had Trey young, the not in the last sequence, but before picked up his dribble with like 40 feet from the basket for no reason with no pressure on him, which was very odd. And then, yeah, and then, they, then that Gallinari shot was, was messy. And then they couldn't get the shot off in the corner um, after the review, like just, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm kind of glad they're they're. I was done with them. Like go, go away now and figure stuff out this off season. Cause they've got work to do. They cannot just run it back with the same roster. You've got to, you've got to, figure out a way to start improving things. Um, DeAndre Hunter, though, Ooh, 35. You know, 35 points yep. for him. Um, but the story of the night for me was Victor Oladipo mm-hmm. for the Heat. Um, you know, really hadn't been playing at all. Uh, but, you know, it kind of talked about how, you know, it was, it was tough, but his job is to stay ready and he appreciates Miami, um, you know, sticking with him and helping him get back and all that stuff. And what did he pay back that uh, with some appreciation? Big game uh, for him in place of Jimmy Butler, you know, big, 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 uh, big day, man, in, in the heat depth for days you know and now they'll get a couple extra days off here to get their get their guys guys right because we'll we'll see when um the uh the uh how far the philly toronto series goes um you know if you're miami you're hoping that goes mm-hmm. seven and you can you know get get as much time off as you can get and just kind of kind of relax but yeah it's uh you know we're we're, we're now into it where it's going to be you know we're we've got some fun Stuff shaping up here for Miami. They're going to be tough, man. The rest of the way, just because of the way they defend and then their their depth, it just allows them to get through this this stuff. I'll say one last quick yeah. thing on it too. I saw a lot of people saying, like, can you believe they just you know, rested Jimmy Butler in a uh, playoff game? That is not no. what happened. You don't rest guys in playoff games. No teams don't do that. They want to get these games closed out. Like clearly, something was bothering him enough that he missed the game. Kyle Lowry missed the game, but. Now, again, you've got a few days at least at a minimum to get off your feet, get healed up, and be ready to go for round two. Our uh, our buddy Mark Stein put out 
late last night on one of his uh, Substack uh, posts that last year, a lot of people were talking about the number of injuries in the playoffs. And there were essentially, I believe the number he said was 10, 10 major injuries uh, or significant injuries to teams in uh, in the playoffs last year. And this year, we're already at seven. And this is only the round yeah. in the first round. Yikes. That's, yeah. that's not great. I, I think, I don't think, let me rephrase this. I know every single person that I have talked to in the NBA is beyond thrilled to be back to the normal calendar finally because they're going to get the full off season. Even if you make the finals, you're going to be done at the end of June and then you're not coming back to the gym until September. There's no Olympics. There's no like all like some of these guys. I think some of these guys are really starting to run on fumes. And I think it's really impacted some of the older players, because um, if you look at a lot of these injuries, it's some of the guys who they've got some been around for a while. You're starting to see, you know, those are the guys who are starting to slow down a little bit. So mm-hmm. so I, I think that is really important that we, you know. Thank, thank goodness we're back to the normal calendar. I know you and I like it just for other selfish reasons, yes. um, just as far as lining up some time off with the family and the like. But it, it really is, you know, we're um, you know, very happy for this. Yeah, yeah. That, it'll, it'll be, well, it's good and bad. I've, I've mentioned on here before, I stress more when there's not enough stuff going on. Sure. So that's going to be the bad. When we hit the, the droughts in terms of the NBA, and for, for my side of things, we're in one right now already. But in any event, yeah. um, <laughs> we're... We, well, you can start previewing second round picks, Yeah, right? we, can, we can start talking about that. That's... That's yeah, fun. Um, <laughs> you mentioned the Raptors and the 76ers. I am rooting for chaos here. Going back to Toronto for oh, game yeah. six. Let's go Raptors. Let's get this thing to a game seven and maybe see NBA history. Not that I'm against the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't truly have a dog in the fight here, but just to see sure. something that we haven't seen before. A team has not blown a 3-0 series lead ever. Um this is now it, and if there was one to do right it. <laughs> and now if the if the raptors win game six and i don't know that they can i mean no fred van bleed that's most likely anyway that's that's certainly a concern but if the raptors can somehow get game six oh boy game seven is going to be a lot of fun yeah i i think we're going to get an all-time crowd tonight uh-huh. there in toronto i i think they're going to be absolutely bananas um tomorrow yes sorry i'm all it it feels like it should be tonight in terms of the rhythm of this series yeah they got the extra day off yeah yeah i I, i'll share you know with everybody watching and listening here what i shared with trevor i was up extremely late (laughs) um after the celtics nets game till almost four in the morning on uh tuesday morning um after that game ended just doing different stuff and quite frankly that was probably a little little uh energy (laughs) pumping you know with that and that's had me now thrown off for two days because that's how old I am. I cannot stay up like that anymore and then recover. Right? You remember the days where you could stay up all night, take a two-hour nap, and you were ready to go? Like I, I can't do that anymore. Yep. Like I'm, I, I stay up that late. It's like put me down for the count for the next day, and then maybe I'll rebound. So yeah, it's 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 bad. So that's why I'm off on my days. But yes, Thursday night. Um, I think we're getting an all-time crowd yeah. in Toronto because they, they are they love that team. Um, so much and they are going to be they want nothing more to send that to a game seven send it to a game seven we're going to get an all-time tense crowd yep. in philly it's going to be nervous because you're going to be sitting there yeah exactly you're going to be kind of like uh, like you know a 5 run is going to feel like it's a 25 mm-hmm. run you know in a game just because because you're you're you know going to be that worried so yeah it's it's the yeah it's Let's see where this one goes because this is a we could be having a lot of follow come if this uh, come goes a certain way here. Philly is a point and a half favorite going into into this one game six tomorrow night. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. I'm worried about Embiid. Yeah, he does. He and he said after I don't know if it was right after the game or maybe it was yesterday, but he said it's bothering him when he's passing and rebounding. Um, that's when the thumb is bothering him most. It's bothering well, me when I play basketball, right? I mean, that's yeah, right, exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are only you know two of the like four most important mm-hmm. skills in the game. So, um, yeah, I, I I'm worried that this is bad, and I don't. I, it doesn't seem like one of those things that's like 
it's not going to get better. And and I know they said it can't really get worse, but I, I don't know, man, it's your thumb on your shooting hand. Like I do worry, worry about that. And, and it's funny cause I'll get accused of, you know, yeah, right. You hate the Sixers, you're a Celtics guy. I don't, I don't want anybody to get hurt. I want to see everybody out there, you know, playing full strength and, you know, go, go through it. So yeah, it's uh yeah, I'm worried cause it didn't look good. You know, the, the other night, it just he looks all sorts of off. His well, game. That, and that's what we've been saying. If he's not a hundred percent, that changes things quite a bit for Philadelphia. And I think mm-hmm. that's where the the one yeah. and a half point favorite for the being the Sixers makes makes some sense here. So, I mean, the Raptors definitely have a shot yeah. at getting this done. Um, speaking of of having a shot, though, in terms of teams that probably have none, the Bucks a twelve point favorite to finish the Bulls season tonight. Zach Levine yeah, and Alex Caruso, both of them yeah. out. Zach Levine due to health and safety protocols. So, I mean, this is, I pretty confidently can say the Bulls are, are going to conclude their season tonight. Yeah, this would be like the upset of all upsets if Chicago pulls this off tonight. Now they do have Scott Foster on the oh. way to maybe, you know, the the extender <laughs> maybe is there to help things out. But I, I don't know that that's going to uh I don't know if that's enough to get it done. <laughs> I think I have a feeling this might be it's halftime and Giannis Antetokounmpo has 38 points and you know 12 rebounds and you know the Bucks are up by 25 and then we we see a cameo appearance in the second half and that's mm-hmm. it. Like it this this might be one of those where they just you know absolutely blow their doors off. So we're in agreement on that. What do you think Warriors Nuggets? We think that this is on tonight. Yeah, too. I think I think Warriors win. I think both series close out tonight. Yeah, agreed. The, I just always think when the home team gets home with a three-one lead, they they they're not they do not want to go back on the road. And Warriors are a nine-point favorite in this one. And I think we saw elements yeah. of this last night. Not obviously not the same situation for the series, but the Suns they come back home. They were frustrated with the way they played in New Orleans. They came back home. They said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna prove it right now. We're we're the better team here." Yep. And they um they they just held the Pelicans at at arm's length the entire game. So there was a little bit of that kind of dynamic here. I think we're going to see the same thing tonight. I think the Warriors, the Bucks, yeah. they take it. They just say, you know what? We're not going to mess around here. We're taking care of business and um, enjoy Cancun. Two veteran teams that have been there, done that yep. too, right? So they know the benefit of, yeah, let's let's get these goals out. And I think two teams that also are, hey, then, you know, Milwaukee's already got Boston sitting and waiting for them. And I think the Warriors are looking at it as like, hey, we, we made that Grizzlies-Minnesota game may go a little longer. Let's get the benefit of getting off our feet. Also knowing they're going on the road yeah. to start the next series too because they, they're they're the three seed, same with Milwaukee. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're both in agreement on those ones. All right, let's get into some of our news from around the NBA. We talked about a few things yeah. here in the in this series. Um, we'll get into one other. So we'll talk Dallas and uh, Utah. In fact, let's go there first uh dallas and sure. and utah i mean i think the mavs probably close this thing out but the good news and it's kind of relatively good news donovan mitchell is at least questionable to play uh hamstring mri came back he's he sounds like he is maybe able to go we'll have to wait and see a lot of times teams yeah. are not very forthcoming with this kind of information in, in playoff time no. um and, and rightfully so but donovan mitchell if he is able to play i think that's obviously a big big positive for the utah jazz I still think the Mavs are going to close this thing out, though. I do, too. I, my guess is Mitchell gives it a shot early, and we'll know three to five minutes in if he's actually able to to go or not. But, but yeah, I do I do think we'll see um, uh, Dallas close this one on it. I don't like usually picking the road team in a you know, closeout game because I think um, – you know, I, th- I think the home team, you know, they close out different if it's, you know, 3-0 or 3-1. Um, but when it's, you know, uh, they, in this position, Eden Utah is a tough home court advantage. But, I mean, the way Dallas looked in game uh, five to to get up 3-2, yeah, they, they uh, I think they get this one finished yeah, off. I agreed. I think that's what happens. But, again, the news there being the hamstring or Mitchell. Um, yeah. By the way, that was, that was deja vu there for me. I feel like we already had that conversation about Donovan Mitchell and his hamstring and the Mavs and and all of that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did we? We may have. It's possible that we did at some point. But yeah, definitely. Maybe. I was as we're talking about it. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> maybe you dream. Maybe. It. Maybe maybe it's one of those things where you. Dream it was it was a glitch we... in the matrix. I think. Multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> the multiverse. The multi. Right, speaking of which. <laughs> speaking of which. I mean, this is a, this is an aside here. But. I love with it. The with the new Doctor Strange poster that's come out. Yes. Um, it's it's dawning on me because I've been looking at this thinking, okay, Baron Mordo is probably the big bad in this, maybe the Illuminati or whatever. It's dawning on me that no, it's Wanda. That's the that's gonna be the big bad in this in this movie. I think that's what's gonna the way this is gonna play out. And again, there's definitely a chance. I think that's the way she's gonna start tearing apart reality, trying to get her kids back and stuff. I think that's what we might see play out in this one. And then that got me thinking, see, it all ties in. This is how my brain works, it goes back to basketball. Which team is actually the big bad right now? Because we went into the playoffs saying it's going to be, okay, it's going to be the Suns very clearly coming out of the West and the East. You've got, oh, maybe the Nets are going to wind up being that team. They're going to finally show that star power and, and all that kind of stuff. Who is it that is really the big bad dominant presence right now in the playoffs that you think takes the whole thing at this moment? It's a good question. I, I'm thinking... I'm going to say it's the the Suns still. And part of the reason I'm going to pick the Suns is because the favorite, right? They won the most games, all that stuff. And then everybody, I think, is getting kind of attached to these scrappy Pelicans that are, you know, running up and down and making things kind of, kind of tough. And then you have the Suns are there. Uh, let's just say they're not handling it real well that they're being challenged like this, which, right, the bad guys, they, they don't want to be challenged, right? It's like, let me do my bad guy thing. Let me be my, my my villainous plan. Let it go off without a hitch. And you you stay off to the side. So, yeah, that's a good question. I um, Sorry, I went to thinking about Dr. Strange. No, no, we, and we, can, we can get back to that if you question. agree with my my theory there about, about Dr. Strange. But just my brain yeah. jumped from when I, as I was thinking about, oh, my gosh. Sure. And then I went, well, wait, what does that mean? You know, NBA, who is actually <laughs> the big bad here, too? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to pick the Suns. Okay. That's who I'll go with for now. I think I'm kind of starting to turn towards Who's the you? Warriors. I'm looking yeah, at they've been, be. they've been so good. Or or your Celtics, frankly, have been absolutely amazing. And so for me, they're always going to be kind of the, the big bad. But um, but yeah, I think those those teams. Yeah, are, that's biased. Yeah, I know. Come on. I know. They're a lovable bunch. Come on. Come on. Um, yeah, no, they, they actually are. They're they're very fun to watch. <laughs> um, as much as I hate them. Um, <laughs> that's all right you can edit that out later if you really i will to. cut right there it's okay um but <laughs> do you agree do you think all right let's go back i want to go back now to your doctor yeah well, we need thoughts. to talk about that sorry we're going to do marvel corner here for a minute um i think you're right i i think how this i i have no inside information i don't know anything i've not read any spoilers yeah. or anything but there is a i know there's a comics run where like Essentially, the Scarlet Witch goes crazy right, and like that. they all have to fight her. I think they do a good job of not taking the exact comic stories, mm -hmm. but kind of adapting them to, 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 to the MCU. I think my guess is how this plays out is Doctor Strange's whole thing with Spider-Man. Sorry if you haven't seen Spider-Man uh, no, no Way Home yet, but it's been you're too late if you haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. Um, you can fat fast forward, like hit the 30 second skip button twice. If you're listening or go a minute ahead. Um, I think what happens is Dr. Strange's whole thing with Spider-Man did not work the way they wanted it to. Mm. That's and that's pretty clear, yeah. right? From the, the trailers and that, that like something went wrong with this whole multiverse thing. He goes to Wanda, like, Hey, you're the most powerful person. I know I need help. And then 
that's where maybe she realizes like, oh, hey, I can do more. Or in this multiverse, my my kids do exist yeah. and Vision does exist. And, and then that's where it becomes like, we have to put the wraps on this and get her back under control. And then that's kind of going to spring us forward into like the next phases of you know coming out of this. That that that's my guess is is this is gonna really you know things are gonna go sideways on Doctor Strange. And I wonder how many I mean because the the possibilities become endless when you start getting into multiple universes and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So do we see like the what if series? I feel like we've already seen some characters, some versions of Doctor Strange from yeah, that absolutely. pop up. But yeah. who else pops up? Yeah. Like, do we see like does Captain yeah. Britain pop up from from that series? Do we start to see that kind of? There's stuff? a one of the trailer uh -huh. breakdowns. There's a part where like I think he's maybe in the mirror dimension, yeah. and like it shatters, and there's like a, a shard of glass where you can apparently see um, Haley Atwell's. Uh, Peggy Carter, Captain Britain, like in the shard of glass. So, and I, one of the things I did read was a bunch of people were like, yeah, reorient yourself with what if in case yeah. you kind of just skip through that one, which I think a lot of people did that are Marvel fans. So that that's on the list for us here in the Smith house to rewatch and maybe pay a little more attention to, because there's also two points where you see, like evil Doctor yeah. Strange, I don't know what the real comics term is. Mean, there was, is there for was him. kind of a zombie-ish Doctor Strange. In a zombie yeah, strange too. Yeah, it looks so yeah. So I, I definitely think what if is gonna be a thing that factors in heavily into uh into Doctor Strange. So yeah. Oh, I'm psyched. Can't wait. And we only two more moon knights That's left. Right. That's right. Man, I wish there were more. But two more. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm a big fan of it, so I can't wait to see more of that, yeah. even if not everybody is. Um, let's jump back to the NBA though, I guess we'll, we'll get, we'll yeah, get back we on track. Play. A lot of people are probably in theory, this is an a, NBA uh, show, NBA right? And we'll, we'll have some show. Marvel shows this summer. <laughs> we'll do that. But, but, uh, the Cavs, just like we predicted, would like to bring Ricky Rubio back. And we said that was probably yep. going to be a thing that they would want to bring him back. Uh, again, let him recover. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how much he's going to get, you know, coming off of an injury, but still the Cavs sure. wanting to bring Ricky Rubio back makes tons of sense. I think it was a good fit for him. And I uh, wouldn't be surprised if that's ultimately how this thing plays out. Yeah, my guess is so a couple things with this. My well, let me let me talk mechanics of this first, because because people did ask mm -hmm. this. They were like, but he just got traded. How can they resign him? And that's a great question, because we do drill that into ourselves, right? Of You mm -hmm. can't exactly because he's a free agent. His contract is ending. He was not waived. Had the Pacers waived him, that would have triggered the whole one year waiting period. But. Because the Pacers kept him, they they just let his contract expire. He can go back to Cleveland. My, my now thought process around him going back to Cleveland. What I think is, I have a feeling they're going to bring Colin Sexton mm -hmm. back too, because I just don't think there's going to be the the deal out there for him. Um, and I think they also realize they need more on ball creators. Um, I think they learned yeah. that in the sure. playing tournament. Um, so I think what you're going to see is they bring back Sexton. And then you kind of muddle through the first few months of the season with Garland, Sexton, Levert, Okoro. That's your kind of backcourt grouping. Then Rubio come is allowed, you know, work himself back, rehab back, and he gets back sometime, you know, January, February ish. Um, and then he's in there now. Then he that will by that point he's coming back. You'll be able to. All right, do we need to trade somebody to fill a hole elsewhere? Do we need to rebalance our roster somehow? And then you've got Rubio kind of sliding in to take on those backup point guard minutes. And my guess is. He'll get some chunk of the mid-level exception is is how that'll work out um, for them because a lot depends on what happens with um, with Sexton and how much uh, he's going to get paid um, you know, per year, how much they'll have to offer. But that'll be my guess is they'll probably give him five, six yeah. million or something like that. And then that's that, that gets, you know, that's a good number to rehab half a season on and then probably only a one year deal. And then that'll free up. If we want to do something after that, we still have bird rights and we can figure it out down the line. Yep. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to see ultimately uh, play out there. And uh, yeah, not a, not a bad move for the Cavs in my mind. And let me rephrase that. They'd have early bird rights. Sure. I want to be clear because he did get traded away and leave. So, but yes. Uh, let's jump over to your favorite guy, Kyrie Irving. Uh, had some comments. <laughs> I mentioned that you know, after your Celtics eliminated 
the Nets, this comment was making the rounds. He said, when I say I'm here with Kev, obviously talking about Kevin Durant, I think that really entails us managing this franchise together alongside Joe and Sean. So Joe Sy and, and Sean Marks. That raised a lot of eyebrows. Now, I mean, on one hand, it's no secret. Like, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have a lot of power within that that franchise. Just yep. like, I mean, look, LeBron James and Anthony Davis have a lot of power within the Lakers. It's not necessarily a unique yeah. situation there. But you also don't have these guys outwardly saying, oh, yeah, I'm managing the franchise. <laughs> yeah. So how did you, I'd imagine you felt a certain kind of way when you when you saw that comment. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's Kyrie Irving lives in a different multiverse than the rest of us do, I guess, <laughs> to take it back to that. Um, he just is, he's just a different kind of guy. And sometimes I think he's, he says things without fully thinking them through or meaning them the way he says them. Sometimes I think there is much like with LeBron, which would make sense, right? He kind of learned that LeBron's heel um, of it is. There's always a little more, more to the message in mm -hmm. there in the one that standing out to people already doesn't mention Steve Nash in those comments. Um, there's a lot of thought that he's not really on board with Steve Nash. Now there has been reporting that Steve Nash expects to yep. remain. Kevin Durant publicly has had Steve Nash's back. Um, Durant was reportedly the one who really pushed for Nash to be the Suns coach. Nash was like his guy in golden state. Um, if we remember Nash was working for the Warriors at the time um, in a kind of official non-coaching role, but um, with the team. Um, so, yeah, so I, I it's but here's a couple things to just to make mm. sure we're clear because of the type of show we do here. There's no such thing as a player coach anymore because right. there's salary cap, CBA stuff that are, that prevents that. There's So there's certainly no such thing as a uh, true general manager right. player. Um, this is not – these are not the barnstorming teams of the 1950s, whereas, you know, the best player also was the coach and the GM and paid everybody and everything else. Probably drove the bus too and all this <laughs> other stuff. There was none of that. Um, but, yeah, it's just – like, I mean, he also said they don't need a coach, right? Like, so I think that is a you know a whole other thing when he said that a couple years ago of like, yeah, we don't really need a coach. We have me and Kevin, and sometimes I'll be the coach. And it's just I don't know. It's I I need to be better about letting the things he he says go in one ear and go right out the other. He also followed that up. Um, I believe it was yesterday with he took to Twitter. Obviously, he was hearing that people were reacting to his comments and said. Those who can build, those who can't criticize. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because, well, yes. <laughs> well, that was the, when I was in school getting my, my education degree, it was those who can't, those who can do, those who can't teach, those yeah. who can't teach, teach gym, those who can't teach gym coach, like, <laughs> Which I always found extremely insulting because I did uh, several of those things. Oh, yeah, well, I was, I was a time. teacher and a coach too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I don't. I, I don't really appreciate that uh, comment. But yes, it's a. You know that was a. Yeah. I mean it's. Yeah. I mean at least that was fairly straightforward. There, there's no mystery wrapped up in that one. It yeah. wasn't like uh, trying to solve some riddle to figure out what he meant. Right. So. You know, yeah. Well, it's funny too because he also he uh, a couple people were like oh, he was very. Uh, he put out a tweet just very much like, "Hey, congrats to the Celtics! I still love those guys over there and all that stuff." And people were like, "Oh, Kyrie, you know, but think he has regrets." And let's not go any further into you know, <laughs> congratulating the team. I, I I do think this one we can just probably take for face value. Yeah. All right, uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, there are reports that those within the Nets organization were very disappointed and surprised that he decided not to play mm -hmm. in game four. And apparently there are still mental hurdles to play. Now, we, we talked about this at length last show. 
So yeah. I don't want to you know get into it again, but I mean just that there's there's news coming out that yeah there there really are some mental hurdles that are still challenging him and are, are preventing him from being on the floor. In addition to the physical, the the back issues. So who knows how this is going to play out? I think this is going to become a a major talking point in the next CBA negotiations in terms of how this ultimately mm-hmm. gets handled. I mean the you know, ownership can't be super thrilled with the way this is going down, but. Again, you're kind of t- stuck in a tough spot where what can what can you really do, right? You either support him or you say that he's lying, and then that's a whole other can yeah. of worms. It's uh, it's kind of a kind of a mess, and I just I hope that next season we can put all this behind us and you can get him out there on the floor because he is a very very talented young player, and uh, would like to see him out there and playing. Yeah, I think of when it just comes to him playing basketball again. And and I don't mean to be insensitive to what Mm -hmm. he's going through, but I think of it as like a young, great player that suffers an injury and then is never the same or can't get back. That's the worst thing that happens, you know, for for a professional athlete. So I want him to get back. Like, I I just want to see him play basketball again because he's 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 he is a does he have flaws? Yes, there's no there's no perfect players Um, magnified. Sure. But we spend so much time on them that we skip the things he is incredibly good at, like defense, his passing, his ball yep. handling, his versatility for a player his size. Um, I have two two other like quick thoughts on, on this is there has to be a point where the conversation has to turn into if your chosen profession causes you this much mental challenges, anguish, stress, whatever it may be, we may need to rethink whether or not this should be your chosen profession. And that's, that's possibly harsh, but it's, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see him have to go through this. If this is what he's, you know, choosing to do. And I realize that's easy because I'm not the one giving up, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars here, but you know, that that's really hard right on that part of it. The, The second part is, um, the second part is you're absolutely right. There's going to be CBA stuff. Related to this, um, yep. whether it's specifically called out as you know Ben Simmons related or not, but I hope like an understanding of hey players go through some stuff, and we should have programs and personnel and you know professionals and all this other stuff to support them you know through these hard times. But, you know, let's be positive about it because there is going to be some of it is going to be you know pending this grievance hearing and this arbitration. It is going to be negative. There's going to be a lot of things that are thrown out there, but hopefully, you know, some positives come out of it. And then the last thing that I'll say on this is because I've seen some people be like, if he's going through this, so why is he saying it's his back? And I was doing some reading about yep. this, and I actually have a friend, I won't call him out here because I don't have his permission to, but he goes through some stuff too. And then I've been doing reading online. One of the things that can happen is when you're going through extreme stress and mental anguish is, your body will react physically. And one of the most common ways to, to shut you down is for your back to lock up, oh, tighten, stiffen, spasm, whatever it is. And one of the things that, that they believe it is, is it's your body's way of, right? If you, if you hurt your foot, you can still limp around. If you hurt your arm, you can still function, right? You can still do things, but it's very hard to move it in the ways you need to, if your back is locked up, tightened up, whatever it is. And one of the things is they believe it's the, the mind's way of telling you physically, go find a place where you can relax, be still, find that calm and, and get away from whatever it is that's, that's doing it to you. Um, so there, there is at least some scientific support of the stress can lead to, to, you know, the back problems as well. And it may be, it may have been, all right, it's time to play, and it may have been I'm overwhelmed by this idea, and then his body physically reacts to that with, hey, your back hurts again, and now you're you're you know on the sidelines. So just, you know, it's one of those things we're going to learn more and more about this, yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll find out, you know, over the next, you know, probably several months, you know, where this is. But I – I just hope for the best for for Ben Simmons that he gets this all sorted and we we can see him play play basketball again because I just I don't I I struggle to believe 
he is at a point where he just is like, man, I don't want to play. No, like, I'll just take yeah, my yeah. money. I, I, don't, I don't think like, this is him like wanting just, to relax or something like, and, and just get yeah. paid to not play, to not play. I don't think that's what. Yeah, we're there's other stuff. He, he, yeah, there's other stuff that I've said it before. I'll say it again. You can be skeptical mm-hmm. of. There's stuff to be critical of as well because I do think some of his behavior and some of the things he said and done are are not great. Yo, know, and that that I think leads to this whole challenges with believing him and all that stuff i think to some extent he's kind of made his made his own bed with this so that is the challenge but yeah i i, I let's let's you know hope he gets right and this gets yeah, at its core there's a general reaction from people that i've seen where it's where it's well he's not working why you know why should he get paid like i if i don't go to work i don't get paid right so there's there's that yeah. to it um, yep. you know, damn millennials wanting to, wanting to not work and, and get paid and all this kind of stuff. But it's, I think it goes a lot deeper than, than just that. Uh, and this isn't totally unpro. I mean, it's a little bit reminiscent of the Bucks situation with sure. Larry Sanders back in the day. Um, but mm-hmm. obviously there's some, some key differences here, but this is probably the most high profile situation we've seen of, of something. Oh, without a doubt. Like yeah. Yeah, the player, the money mm-hmm. he makes, the teams he's been on, how good they've been being, you know, title contender, all that. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 100%. All yep. right, let's move on. We uh, we need to talk about the play-in tournament, which I think is a, a, something that's going to stay. I think that's sticking around. The NBA, oh, it's yeah. been successful. It's been a lot of fun, frankly. And look, who if you're the seventh seed or the eighth seed, you're going to complain. But I think for everybody else and for the league as a whole, it's been a positive thing. I think it's it's reduced tanking. It's done everything it needs to do in order to bring excitement to some teams, some fan bases that wouldn't normally have that in the traditional sense. So I do like the play-in tournament in general. I think it's going to stay. I think it's been a great addition. But we saw back in the, the bubble that there was a threshold you had to hit. If you were X number of games back, yep. then I think it was, what, four? back then you can four. no longer mm-hmm. you were no longer qualifying for the plan well more than four, four yeah more than four yep. games back then you didn't qualify yep. for the plan and some teams are saying maybe we need to go back to that system so you don't wind up with a 10 seed sneaking through that's like 10 games back of the seven seed and the seven yep. seed gets bumped because of two bad games yep then that's in, in i'm in agreement yeah i like we if we're going to continue to push at the 82 games need yeah. to matter so that people will actually watch these games and care about them. Like, like frankly, like we do, um, then, then they should matter. Right. Like it should not turn into, you know, Oh, Hey, the seven seed, you know, had a bad shooting night. And with 10 seconds left, a player rolled his ankle. They lost. And now that key guy can't play the next one. And now you're out of the playoffs entirely. You've been a team you were 12 games ahead of is in. I, I get it with the whole, well, win your games. I really do. I do understand that. But on the flip side of it, I really do feel like it's like it, it, the the regular season just has to mean something. So, yeah. So I am in a point where it's you know yeah this this has to be be important. So I, I'm in favor of that. Fine. F- figure it out. Go back. Look historically over you know years of data to figure out you know our, where should we do the games back cut off and then cut it off and go and if it means we don't get a couple playing games we don't get a couple playing games so what it is yeah. what it is yeah I mean we again we we saw this play out with uh, with the Clippers the Pelicans that situation the, the Spurs being thirty games yep. back and the Minnesota Timberwolves are eighteen and yet they've got to play each other in the first round twelve game difference um, so yeah, that, yeah that's something to look yep. at for for the future. Yep. Again, they'll play in tournament. Don't think that is going anywhere. Uh, I guess last no. thing, just to kind of finish things out, the early entry candidates are now are now in. Yeah, are now in for the. We can start talking yep. a little bit of NBA draft. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We can, yeah. We're we're getting a get, starting to get a sense of where this is going to go. So it was on um, Sunday was the uh, the deadline to declare for the NBA draft um, as an early entry candidate. It's a little wonky again for a second year. Seniors have to declare um, as an early entry candidate because the NBA their NCAA rather 
granted all players additional years of eligibility because of the pandemic impacted seasons. So, so uh, seniors did have to declare normally in a regular environment, they would not, they would just be auto eligible. I'm in this situation, but 283 total players that's down from last year, about 20 ish players or so. Um, the uh, low number of international uh, early entry players, only 36. Um, and there's only a couple that are projected as um, even pseudo high draft picks. So we've seen a little bit of a change there after you know years of um, international players kind of uh, not, I don't want to say dominating, but being heavily in the mix in the lottery. Um, uh, so yeah, 283 players. Now the dates that become important now, uh, the first one that will come up is June 1st. Um, that is the NCAA date to return mm -hmm. to school and retain your eligibility. If you, um, if you don't, you'll lose your NCAA eligibility to play. Uh, then June 13th at 5 for everybody else um, with, with this. And then uh, June 23rd is the NBA draft itself. So uh, 10 days ahead. It's always 10 days ahead. Um, the players can uh, can go out. And then we have, uh, just in a couple of weeks, we have the draft lottery is coming up. Yep. That is on the 17th. Um, so we're, we're, we're about three weeks out on that, too. So we're, we're a, lot, a lot of draft stuff coming. So the lottery will come first. Then that NCAA date, June 1st. But, you know, we're starting to get a good sense of who will be in the draft. And, and I do like that they made this change to allow these kids to declare, go through the process, start to get an understanding of where they might be at draft wise. And then we move into, uh, you know, letting them go back to school if they need to, or whatever the case may be. I just think that's best for everybody. By the way, off topic, we have the NFL draft starting tomorrow. Do you, do you pay a lot of attention? Yes. To um, so, so as a Patriots fan, I am in a position where, I do, and I get super excited, mm -hmm. and I read all the mock drafts like I like I was doing it to myself yeah. today. But also knowing they're just going to trade back right. and pick up like a second rounder, two thirds and a seventh for you know their first and a fifth or something like that. It's just it's what they do every single year. Most years they they pick late, so I'm I'm usually up late <laughs> watching those those games, and then then we go go uh, late there. But yeah, it's uh yeah it's um. It's yeah, I get frustrated with it every year because I fall in love with all these guys that people tell me I should like, and then then I do, and then they're they're gone, and it's like, well, there it is. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited for it. I always, you know, I'm big into fantasy football and all that. So watching, you know, the new rookies and where they wind up, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, but again, the NBA draft, which is going to be our main main focus, is coming up. So it's almost like this is like the appetizer for the NBA draft, from, from my perspective anyway, that we get, I get to kind of really dig into draft stuff for the NFL right now. And then NBA coming down the road. I'm, I'm really excited for that. Draft time is always an exciting time. And then, you know, right after that, you get free agency and all the fun. You basically get, you know, it's like the finals end and everything. And then you get a month or so of just fun stuff happening around the NBA in, in terms of the transaction sense before everything really kind of calms down for, you know, a month and a half or something like that. Yeah, I when I was way more into football, I always thought it the the NFL draft hit like at the perfect time when it was um how do I put this it like just as I was really missing football. I was like, oh hey, here's a little taste of football um with it. I was super into it last year because I was hoping the Patriots would pick a quarterback. They did, they got Mac mm -hmm. Jones. He's you know uh, destined to be the second best uh, quarterback, maybe player of all time, uh, <laughs> next to uh, Tom Brady. So th that'll be great. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I do I do still like it. Mm -hmm. It's um, but I liked it better when it was on the weekends. Though, oh yeah, to be completely yep. honest, like I I thought it was it, partially too because it didn't conflict with any NBA it's playoffs. So long. So. Um, it's yeah, so, it is I mean, so 10 long. minutes between picks. Yeah. It takes so long to get, get yeah. through it. And I mean, yeah. obviously going multiple days, but even just pick to pick that's tough. And then when it conflicts with NBA playoff games that I, I agree with you on that, I'd prefer to see it, you know, during the day and let's, let's get through this again. It's, it, it you got to settle in for the NFL draft. It's a long experience. Yeah. I will say too, I really liked the, um, to flip it back to the NBA, this is now to once the early entry list is out, I can really now this is kind of my 
like s- subtle nudge, start locking in and really starting to learn these kids. Yeah. Um, so I start now, now what I'll do is I, I reach out to the people who really know. And then I'm like, all right, who are the, the, the best, like who's got the best kind of top 100 rankings, mock drafts, all that stuff. I, I just, cause it's me and I'm a spreadsheet nerd. I'll put together like a consensus mock draft yeah. where I'll put together, you know, five or six of them and get a sense of, all right, these are where all these guys fall. And then I'll lock in. And it's usually the top 30 to 60 guys. If I have time that I'll try to spend at least some time, That's it? you know, finding film on and oh, yeah. 60 guys. <laughs> I'll have other names, sure. but I'll have other names, but actually sit down and try to watch you know, highlights and games and things like that. Of And thank God for YouTube now, man, because right. these people are, you know, they pump these things out. You can watch, you know, clips of just about anybody you need yep. to. So, you know, so that that's a lot of fun too. So, yeah, I'm, uh, it, 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 this is just, you know, it's another step in the process of, all right, start figuring out who these guys are that are coming in because clearly it's, you know, it, it's super duper important. going to be on the, the floor before you know it. Is. Yeah. Yep. And reminder, 58 picks this year. That's right. Two kids go undrafted. Feel bad for those two guys that don't wind up getting yeah. their names called. Yeah, I wish they'd do it differently. Figure out a different way. Those guys, you know, just, the undrafted guys, like you see, as soon as the draft ends, boom, like almost oh, instantly, yeah. undrafted free agent so-and-so signs with this yeah. team, right? Or is joining this team yeah. for Summer League. So they're, yeah, I don't or think... going on a two-way. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're going to, like whoever those two guys are. No. They'll, they'll, they'll still wind up getting their opportunity but just to not hear your name called when you would have previous i think that that matters yep yeah and it's always fun when you know some dude and it's like the 57th pick happens to be there and he comes out of the stands as the 57th pick and is up on the stage like that's always fun you know like that that's you know i love the nba draft too because it's it's one night yeah (laughs) like that whole day that day is almost kind of like trade deadline do kind of almost right like it turns into just a bunch of million rumors all day long and then you get that little break when it's like all right everybody stop everybody goes eat dinner chills for a little bit yeah and then everybody gets settled in and then it's just you know fun from the rest of the night on and stuff so we'll do some fun Mm -hmm. stuff with the draft too well we'll do some uh you know create a mock draft maybe or you know just draft things, you know, questions, how many trades, you know, and all that stuff. We'll, we'll have some fun with it, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll create something. Have a little bit of fun with the, uh, with the front runners. That's here right. Front That's office. right. Just, just remember Vontae Mack, no matter what. And, then, and then we'll be good. All right. All right, everybody. All right. Front runners. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. A little bit of a, of a long show today, but we had plenty of things to get through. Didn't, didn't have a show yesterday. So Might have get sidetracked we did get sidetracked with Dr. Strange a little bit there. That, that happens, but that's okay. Well, that's why you come here. That's yeah. why, that's why you guys love this show. That's right. Thank you, everybody. We do appreciate all the ratings and reviews we've been getting over on Apple Podcasts. Appreciate those. If you guys would mind, please make sure you continue to do that. Give us that five-star rating if you haven't already, and make sure you toss in a review. Love reading those. And then, of course, over here on the NBA Front Office YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe and then turn on those notifications. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.